we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm Sam Walker, she is Simone Roche, and we are here with you for the last time for a while. Don't worry, the Northern Power Women podcast is going absolutely nowhere. Instead, we wanted to give you a little bit of a summer treat. And it's really, I suppose, as the workforces start to open up, perhaps you're going back into the office, perhaps you've been furloughed, perhaps you're looking at a whole new career or a whole new business. We wanted to give you some really fantastic, bite-sized, practical tips, workshops, mentoring, whatever you want to call it, but some really great things to help you power up. It is the power up season of the Northern Power Women podcast. Simone, you have played a blinder in getting some absolutely incredible people to come and help us out on this. Well, we know we've got an amazing community out there, don't we? We know we've got so many skills and we know everybody always wants to pass it on. So we just thought, well, why don't we put that into this bite-sized summer season? As you say, we're calling it the power up. We've got Louise Beardmore from United Utilities, very much talking about sort of the, you know, including sort of that social mobility kind of piece and how we can all do something for someone else, you know, sort of some of that practical. Shalina Begum, she used to be at the Manchester Evening News. Uh, she's now at Business Desk talking about raising your profile. You know, that links in to Be Heard, doesn't it? Our Be Heard campaign, yeah. our platform, but very much, you know, how you build that, how you come out of that conversation and how you use your voice for good. Uh, we've got a Morgan uh, from PwC. He's the head of the North and he's going to be talking about the power of the North because that is something we're so proud of, isn't it? Mayor Ellis, yeah. uh, who's up in uh, digital and innovation up in Lancashire County Council. She's going to be talking about trusteeships and board positions and Michelle Ford from BNY Mellon um, um, is going to be talking about mentoring and the power of to mentor and to be mentored. And that's just a that's just a taster for you. But I'm really excited. They're going to be bite sized so you can consume, you can repeat. We want you to pass them on, share the love, you know, because this is all about helping you, your career and your life. Absolutely. And as you said, Simone, just share them around. Someone you know perhaps is thinking, oh, I want to get into being a mentor. I don't know how. Someone who's thinking I would love my next stage of my career to be a non-executive director or trustee but don't know how to make that leap these are really kind of little starting points aren't they they're a place to kind of jump off from so do share them around as Simone said we're talking 10 to 15 minutes of your time so if you're walking the dog if you're going for a run if you're having a bath if you manage to escape the rest of the madness of your work and your life for a minute this is a place to give you a little bit of respite from that and to really help you power up and hit the ground running as we get into autumn as well so please let everyone know get sharing but the power up season of the northern power women podcast is launching next week and even more exciting our jean has created a cheat sheet to go with each of them as well so Perfect. yeah so it's that that thing that you can you listening to it and you go oh my god i need to share that with someone press forward on it so we want this to be practical you know so really excited about this season so 
thank you to everyone who's taking part. Definitely, definitely. Cannot wait to get that to get started. Next week then, you don't need to do anything. If you're listening to this, you'll be it'll be here on this podcast feed. But do check us out on uh, Twitter, at North Power Women. You can find us on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram. Just search for Northern Power Women and all the links there for you to share and subscribe to the new season, the next season of the Northern Power Women podcast, the Power Up season. And then I'm going to be naughty, Simone, and just do another little teaser. There might be something else really exciting coming in the autumn as well, but I'm not saying any more yet. <gasps> it's good, though. It's good. <laughs> Can't wait for you to listen up to that. Um, look, we were talking a lot last week, weren't we, about the real challenges that a lot of sectors are facing now with a staff shortage and the fact that people have been furloughed. People perhaps who were living in the UK have gone back to live in a different country. People have decided to skill up in different other areas and especially the hospitality industry being really, really pushed. Um, there's a couple of issues I wanted to raise here that I know you're passionate about as well, Simone. Firstly, apparently self-isolation, you know, the self-isolation tools that the UK government uh, are using where if, if you've been into contact, even if you've been in the same restaurant or bar as somebody who's tested positive for COVID, there's that um, instruction to self-isolate for up to 10 days, isn't there? Um this is really, again, adversely affecting the industries that are already really hard pushed. Because if you're perhaps a young person working as a bar manager or waiting staff, this is you're, you're most vulnerable to being around other people who've tested positive for COVID. And then what happens is you're asked to isolate for 10 days. How then does your manager fill that position when another member of staff is out? It's very tough. I don't know what the solution is. It is. It's impossible. And I know uh, sort of today, this is the day where it's, where it's being billed as Freedom Day, isn't it? Where kind of mm. COVID is over, apparently, as of today. But that's, right. <laughs> yeah, but it's OK, because we're all going to use our common sense. Yeah. But but it is a challenge. And I've I've absolutely heard this. So, you know, I had a, a, an owner of a restaurant, an independent restaurant chain. He's like, I've just had to shut down. I've got bookings in because I do oh not have gosh. enough staff. And the last thing you want to do is give bad service because, but we, it wouldn't even be bad service. We just can't even deliver. So it's it's almost mm. like that impossible impossible task, isn't it? You know. So I'm a, you know, I think um, I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen as we we start to sort of un un lock and these rules go away and um, how we track this. But um, I don't know. For me, the whole change of this is. I'm sorry, I'm challenged with the whole thing because you know yeah. we've 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 just had sort of a, a huge sea you know amount of um, football, tennis, um, motor racing, yes. you know everything going on at the moment, and you know forty thousand people, hundred thousand people yet. Somebody, you know, up the road couldn't go to a kid's sports day the other week because it weren't allowed. So it's, there's a... It's, no singing in church. <laughs> yeah. So it's really, I'm kind of really conflicted and mixed on on what where this is going to come out of. It was this time last year we were just eating out to help out. That was the the kind of the scheme at the time. So it is really weird. But I am I am really worried sort of going back, like you say, to the these organisations, these businesses, these independent retailers and hospitality businesses that are being forced to shut down. And there is no... There is a real shortage of people and individuals to, who are going to come into that industry, um, you know. And you've got the Kickstarter program, which seems to be having a bit of a shortfall. We've got a, an amazing woman in uh, in Liverpool called Jane Moore. They've actually managed to place four hundred. I think we high five Lynn Locke the other week, who works for Jane, who placed four hundred of the Kickstarter into roles uh, across the the city region. The Department for Work, Work and Pensions actually contacted and said, "Watch your success," because we're really struggling to kind of fill sort of. Many Many of those those sort of places uh, and stuff, and I think one of the things that I heard discussed the other week, and I don't know whether we talked about it on the podcast, was actually 
parents being protective of their, their their kids, which of course that's a natural, but not letting them go into the system. So they might not be the perfect job that they want to get because of what's happening, but they're not, they're kind of being kept and funded at home instead of going into that system, which they could get like a, you know, just even just that work experience in that Kickstarter, which would help that employer, which would give you, you know, that young person that invaluable experience may not be the career forever, but that might be the solution to some of these hospitality roles uh, and some of these places where we're struggling with skills. I mean, talking of skills as well, I know that earlier this year, there was a study by the Learning and Work Institute, and it found that less than half of employers in the UK thought that newcomers into the industry, into the workforce, were arriving with the necessary digital skill set. And yet more than half of businesses thought that their reliance on advanced digital skills was going to increase. So that so, you know, less than half of the workforce coming in have got the necessary skills right now. And yet half of the half of the employees are going, but they're going to need a lot more in the future. So, you know, 80% of businesses are putting their hands up and saying, look, we need massive investment into digital skills, especially when you look at the lack of equality in, in the UK. We know that during lockdown, there was a large number of kids who did not have access to the necessary tools to help them thrive at school. They didn't have iPads. I mean, we all read those awful stories of the family of five who had one smartphone between all of them. And they're all trying, the four children and the and the, and the mother, to, to get online and try and do their Zoom classroom. And they had one phone. And how then those people are going to get left further and further and further behind as the demand and push for digital skills increases. And again, it looks like there's going to need to be some real positive action from the government. You know, the Children's Commissioner said 9% of families in the UK don't have a device suitable for remote learning. That's 2 million kids, Simone. 2 million kids don't have that today. How are they going to fare in 10 years when they enter the workforce? And that's why that, that you know the leveling up agenda cannot just be a phrase. Yeah. It has to be a reality. Digital poverty is a real thing, and not from a digital poverty perspective. But I was talking to one of our university partners this week, and they said one of the things that really surprised them um, as part of the teaching online process was the real lack of knowledge or understanding or ability for young people to even access Zoom. They thought mm. it would just be click this link, go on to it, but the amount of actually hand holding support that the academic staff had to give to those students because that's not what they, they're used to the apple technology they're used to the or, or, or android technology where it's just done done press and it's there's a few more steps and it, that sort of floored them as well and that's 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 a different type of that's something you just think oh well you know it's it's just Zoom, but actually it's not. If you've never done that because all you've been doing is on your phone or gaming, then that's the world that's stepping into that world of work, you know, and that real work of which, yeah. So I think there's there's lots of di- you know we talk about digital all the time, don't we, in STEM and and such like. But actually, there's some basic stuff to get get our head around first to be able to solve these skills gaps for sure. Love to hear from you if this is something your industry, your workplace is experiencing. Perhaps you work in education. Perhaps you work 
in an industry where you see the skills gap widening from the people who are, are coming into the people perhaps further down the food chain. Really like to hear from you. This is always a conversation. We all like to start a conversation on this podcast. Get involved. You can find us on LinkedIn. Just search for Northern Power Women. Again, on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, search for Northern Power Women. You'll find us and come and join in that conversation. We do loads of polls, don't we, Simone? You know, loads of discussions kind of spring off from conversations we have on those social platforms. And of course, you can find out more northernpowerwomen.com and of course our exciting new power up season which is starting next week which we cannot wait for which means sadly you know what we're going to say this is the last for now life lessons who is our final life lessons for this season Simone oh it's an it's an amazing one though Alvina Malik she's got over 20 years of experience of working nationally she's the chief exec and co-founder of one million mentors and if you've not been around well it's a community based about everyone so every young person should have a mentor it's a really sort of quite a um structured program but really beneficial she began her career at the commission for racial equality where she became head of communities and has led development of policies and tackling issues such as segregation and extremism which obviously we are massive advocates for so thank you so much Alvina our final life lessons over to you my name is Alvina Malik and I'm the CEO and co-founder of One Million Mentors can you tell us who's been a role model for you outside of your family So as someone who's a firm believer in role models, and I'm actually looking to scale mentoring to inspire and support at least a million young people in the UK, uh, this really is uh, my favorite and most important question. The person that is the role model for me is my co-founder, Roshnara Ali MP. She was the first in her family to go to university, and she went to Oxford, and then she became the first Muslim woman to be elected as an MP in the UK. Rushnara credits her mentors who she met when she was 17 years old um, to have a significant impact on her and in her career journey. Rushnara continues to break boundaries and is incredibly committed to using her position in power to give back. Rushnara and I are co-founders of One Million Mentors. What has surprised you about working life? I guess uh, the fact that I really enjoy it so much and that every day I wake up looking forward to the new challenges and knowing that I have actually found my purpose in life. If you're a working parent, how do you cope with the guilt factor? Well, I'm a working mother to three daughters and I can say it's, it's not easy. However, I remember being so proud of my mum, who was a working mum and had four children. She supported disadvantaged and underrepresented women. And I hope that in the future, my daughters will feel proud of me in the way that I am of my mother. And that they're proud of the fact that they come from a family of strong women who care about society and give back. And I really hope my girls will do that in the future too. Have you ever been made redundant or had to make someone redundant? I think it's safe to say that this past year has been one of the hardest years of my working life, especially leading a small startup in the charity sector. I did have to make redundancies and indeed plan to wind up the whole organisation. It was really tough. But in some ways, I think I'm a better manager and leader for it because for the first time, I showed my vulnerable side to my colleagues. 
I cried when I explained the difficult position we were in to my team last year. And that's something I've never done before. Um, I'm a very much a stiff upper lip leader. But by doing so, I connected with each and every one of my team in a way that I don't think I've ever done before. As a peer, a mother, a daughter worried about her parents, like so many of my other colleagues, and importantly, as a friend who my team could trust to share their personal anxieties and concerns. We were all in it together, and um, the people I did actually make redundant have gone on to do great things. Importantly for me, however, they remain in touch and still supportive of One Million Mentors. What are your top tips for making presentations, either within your company or at conferences? If, like me, you're not someone who really enjoys public speaking, then prepare, prepare, prepare. Also, someone who is now very senior um, in the world of politics once told me, Alvina, don't aim to be perfect, just aim to be good enough. That has really helped me over the years, um, not to put too much expectation on my own performance, because I really am my own worst enemy. Also, another piece of great advice that I still follow is buying myself a treat after a speaking, a big speaking engagement. After all, I deserve it. Thank you so much to the wonderful Alvina Malik for your life lessons, the final one of this season on the Northern Power Women podcast. I mean, I don't know about you, but when she talked about that vulnerability and being a stiff upper lip leader, as she called it, and then having that moment when she broke down because she she kind of couldn't keep that persona on anymore, the persona that she thought it was important to be a leader in that way. Breaking down opened up such a stronger relationship with her staff. And I thought that was just an incredible story to share. Do you know what? I think so much of Alvina resonated with myself. And I think being that small business, having to make those some like big girl decisions over the last year and a half and things mm-hmm. like that. And that the whole breaking down thing, Team Northern Power Women, we've we've had some tiny tears moments and even quite recently, uh, you know, yeah. as well. But I think it's important. It's important that vulnerability. It's important if you're, if you do it as a leader, then it's, it's it, you know, people don't have to stow it away because we've talked about filling stress buckets up in the past, haven't we? We have to yeah. make sure our teams don't get those stress buckets full. But the big thing for me that I loved as well was, you know, she gives herself a treat after a big speaking engagement. Yes. After all, I deserve it. And I thought that just made me chuckle, you know, and I'm going to remind you again, if you speak and invite it, speak an engagement in the autumn, we're going to, let's plan that treat now. Let's set, oh, let's yes. put the carrot out there what's the treat gonna be Sam I don't know it's gonna have to be good because 45 minutes keynote speech on the stage I had actually forgotten about it until you reminded me uh, (laughs) last week on the podcast and I thought oh no it is actually happening so no I'm gonna have to think of something really good it's gonna have to be some time on my own somewhere because I think that's something that quite often as women who are at work we don't get a lot of so yeah watch this space I'll have a think on I know I know. What about a cover, a dust cover to stop like dust getting in your sandwiches when you're in your RV? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds exactly the sort of me time I need. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Look, have we got any final shout outs for the final episode of this season? 
I've got one to the amazing Alex Cousins. She is celebrating one year of Alex Cousins Consulting. So a massive round of applause to Alex. She is totally, utterly amazing. But I've got one more high five and it's for you. It's Ah. for you. We made that decision, didn't we, way back on whatever flipping date it was, the 12th or whatever of March, postpone the awards. We've talked about this an awful lot. And we've we've had this companion check-in week on week for the last goodness knows however many we you know 70 months, yeah. 70 80 weeks or whatever it may be where we've met up every week to sort of diarize and talk through you know you know and ride this sort of journey with you but I couldn't have done this without you in fact I needed you and I'm not sure what I'm kind of going to do for the next few weeks um, you'll be but grand but you know I'm I, I, my high five is to you because this has been you know sort of an, an amazing kind of check-in and it's also been tremendous for me personally just to have that that awesome person to check in with every week I particularly like the pre-chat which of course we would love to share but possibly can't (laughs) we really got do you know what when when the Northern Power Women podcast began and you and I would get on a train once a month and go and do like a live in front of a studio audience debate it was always the chats we had on the train that we said should be the real podcast and again before we hit record as we talk virtually every single week that's the time (laughs) but I think we'd probably both be in prison or at least never work again if those chats were ever revealed Yeah, it's brilliant. But you know what? It's been so fantastic, you know. So, you know, to mark our, this is our fourth, fourth, four years, isn't it, of the Northern Power Women award winning podcast, may I add, you know. So we're going to, so we're taking this summer season, you know, power up break um, and, you know, really excited about that. But yeah, I am absolutely going to miss these, my my standing desk with the headphones and mic chatting (laughs) to Miss Samantha every week. We'd love to hear from you. We're doing the, the power up season, but we'd love to hear what you would like us to talk about. So when we come for an, our next season, when we're planning our autumn season, we're planning our winter season, we want to let us know what you want to talk about. You know, the last 18 months has been important that we kind of all checked in together and all hung out together. You know, we've had some great feedback from you. Uh, we'd love you to leave a review, but please do let us know what you'd like us to talk to or who you'd like to hear from. But thank you so much. Hi, Miss Sam. And to you, back at you, missus. It has been an absolute joy and what a blast we've had. But it is not the end of the Northern Power Women podcast. As Simone said, Power Up begins for you next week on this very channel. 26th of July, your first Power Up and then lots more of exciting content to come in the future. So do please keep listening and share with everyone you know. Until then, she, of course, is the wonderful Simone Roche MBE. I'm Sam Walker for now saying ta see you in a bit. And the Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On Media production. Ooh.